Hello and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the show where I interview the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world a better place. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by the very wonderful Bobby Umar, um, a, an individual that I follow avidly, actually, on LinkedIn. He is a five times TEDx speaker, Inc. Magazine's top 100 leadership speaker, personal branding expert, and authentic networking and digital expert and leader in his field. He's been a professional speaker for over 20 years now, and he now coaches public speakers and also TEDx speakers, talkers and enthusiasts to build up their speaker profile, their story and their personal brand. He's consulted organizations from multi-million pound blue chip businesses through to individuals and entrepreneurs and to help them build up their social media and their digital profile and connections. Entrepreneurship is an area that he's very, very passionate about, as well as career growth, development, team dynamics, and social capital. He's done a whole range of thought leadership programs. A number of his highlights, of course, include the TEDx speeches that we've talked about, as well as he's been a Huffington Post contributor, a top 15 Toronto tweeter, with 500,000 followers, 500,000, that's incredible, Bobby. Um, and he's also authored three books, How to Network Anytime, Anywhere, With Anyone, um, as well as the, um, as he's also ranked the second best business coach to follow on Twitter. Oh my goodness, there's so many here. I, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting out of breath with all of these different accolades. He's also been a top seven networking guru to follow and he's named by Twitter as a marketing rock star. I think that's totally awesome. Um, so he's with me here today. Welcome to the show, Bobby, and delighted to have you here with us. I'm delighted to be here too, Leila, and I'm getting kind of embarrassed. My gosh, <laughs> that was a long intro. <laughs> It was indeed, but you know what? Completely deserved. You know, you have some fantastic videos up there, some brilliant content, and I'm delighted that um, we can welcome you to the show and all of our, our wonderful listeners have the chance to learn a little bit more about you and, and what it is that you're up to at the moment out there in the world and in Ontario, Canada. For now, the main things I'm working on is uh, because I've been, obviously I'm speaking, which is fine, and I continue to do that. I have an agent that gets me gigs as well. But now I'm running a speaker mastermind where I teach speakers how to build their own thought leadership brand, profile, and story in a system for getting more speaking gigs. That's one thing I'm doing. A second thing is I've actually started a startup uh, called DYPB, Discover Your Personal Brand. So we're doing personal branding training and resources and events uh, to help individual employees find more uh, alignment, focus, and impact. So that's a that's a new thing. It's a scary thing for me because it's a team of us and I have to make sure that we're all going to be successful together. The third thing I'm doing, I actually launched a, a Patreon page, which is really about helping individuals get more career development advice. So a big aspect of what I do on Twitter and LinkedIn is create, you know, create content that helps people with their careers. But this one's focused specifically on career development and helping those people get to that next level in their career. So another one I actually am working on is called Master Video. It's basically for helping people do video content. So that's among the, the key things, which is a lot of fun. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, whatever topic you want to dive into that's going to be beneficial, whether you want to talk about TED Talks or personal branding or networking, 
Let's do it. I'm here. I'm excited. Uh, oh my goodness. Right. Okay. So there was a whole number of questions that I have that I really, really wanted to ask you. And, and I love, um, you know, I really love that, that you're starting to do, you know, a lot more around kind of career development and personal brand piece. You know, I think that's fantastic. And I'd love to ask your advice actually about a few things after the show. Sure. Um, but quickly, what I would like to, to do, and I know that you are, you know, an expert in kind of sharing also not just business content, but some of the personal content, you know, talk to me a little bit about your career journey and how you found yourself where you are right now, because I've watched quite a few of your, your videos out there on YouTube and how you kind of almost found yourself, you know, because you talk a lot yeah. about these pieces where sometimes in the past you've maybe felt quite lost, you know, you felt it's very, very important to believe in yourself and to believe in actually fulfillment and really finding that joy within you. Tell me how you came to be where you are today, Bobby. Yeah, so I mean, what I can tell you is that uh, I started off on a path uh, with different paths. And so at first I was an engineer and uh, there I didn't really feel like I fit in at all. It, it was, uh, I did that because I followed the uh, math and physics because I was good at it, but not because I was passionate about it. And then I spent some years as a teacher, as a performer, and then I went to brand marketing. But in all those four different paths, I felt lost in my job or, and stuck in my role and unfulfilled with the work I was doing. And it didn't make sense to me that it, there's always something majorly wrong with it. Even though there's parts that I love, something didn't work out. And so finally, after four careers, and the last one was interesting because it actually had to do with my health, I, was, I, was, I became diabetic and I'd asked my employer for some leeway for time off and uh, to recover. And then they gave me a package and didn't want to deal with me. And I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. So it made me think about, well, what do I really want? What's important to me? And so uh, for the next six months, I dove into my personal brand and figure out what, I, what do I really want to do next? And I don't want to just jump in and, and, and something without it coming to fruition. And after three to six months, you know, I, I understood that. Remember when the, the, the analysis and people had told me that there was really certain aspects of my, of my brand that were important, like persuasion, influence, performing, presenting, people was a huge part of it, nurturing, diversity. And by doing so, there was about 12 to 15 paths I could take, but the one that screamed at me was professional speaker. And so I went on that and I haven't looked back ever since. So, but the, it was interesting to have that whole path of different things that I didn't think about. And finally, when I took the initiative to figure out what I really wanted to do, now I've been doing this for more time combined those, those four other things. And so that's really, really interesting is that actually, you know, you kind of set out in a very, very different place to where you are right now. And through that exploratory, that trial, that error, actually you found your joy through the speaking and you've kind of stuck with and evolved that over the last couple of decades. I think that's fantastic. And tell me, because I think, you know, these days, education and social media and all of this is readily available to all different types of people, all different ages, you know, obviously the millennials, the zillennials, all very, very interested and, and kind of avid social media followers. Talk to me about how one might go about kind of maybe being a TED speaker or why our listeners and, and people who are kind of tuning in today should maybe consider embarking on public speaking because... It seems to me there's a, a lot more of this happening, which I think is great that people are sharing their voices, but it's quite a ballsy thing to, to actually get out there and do, I think. So um, it'd be great if we can inspire some people out there to actually take the plunge and, and go, for, go for gold and actually try and do some public speaking. Okay, so there's a couple of things there. One, one was the TEDx thing, which I think that, you know, a TEDx is really about, about really strong ideas for the world. And I think every single one of us has interesting ideas 
and the unique stories about our life that we can actually share uh, with the world. So every single one of you out there has a TEDx talk within you. In fact, you may have more than one. I've done five. I, I even have a few more that I, I have, you know, in, in, on my plate that I want to do. I'm sure you do too. So I can help you extract that. But you can think about those things. And then the, the public speaking thing relates because at the end of the day, every single one of us has unique experiences. We have unique insights. We have stories to share. And we all have the ability to create a voice for ourselves. And all of us have a voice that wants to be heard in some way or another, whether it's professional or even personal, or maybe it's a health struggle. But either way, you have stuff within you, within your stories and your insights, your experience that you can actually share with the world. And it doesn't even matter. Like a lot of people when I talk to about speaking, they're like, oh, I've only been working for three, four years. Who am I to talk? There are some amazing speakers who are 18 years old and other ones who find their voice at 60. It doesn't matter what age you are. You have opportunities to, you know, build that voice. And nowadays, in today's, you know, knowledge economy and gig economy, but there's a big knowledge economy. So people value knowledge. People value insights. People also value stories. And so for every single one of you out there, you have the opportunity to share your voice and share experience through stories. And it's going to ultimately build your personal brand. If you want to be seen as a thought leader in any field or you want to actually build your brand, speaking is the number one way to 10x that versus anything else. Sure, you can blog. Sure, you can go, you know, you can do small snippets here and there. But ultimately, the best thing is to speak about the stuff that you know about, that you care about, and that you want to like, share with the world. So for me, public speaking is something everyone should get into at some point or it should be part of their overall uh, brand strategy. But it's something that uh, it's going to uniquely separate you from everybody else. Fascinating. And for those that are thinking, oh, you know, exactly how you described, I'm not sure what I'm going to speak about, go through that journey and think, okay, actually, so that there's something here that I could share about my story that maybe people will be interested in. How would our listeners go about starting to curate their own message? You know, if they're kind of at the beginning of their journey, they're considering coming to a brand expert like yourself, mm-hmm. what kind of advice might you give them to help them along the way? and give them confidence on that journey yeah so i mean one of the things i do when i work with speakers is obviously get them to brainstorm the different ideas and look at their entire life and so within their lifetime there's all these different stories and experiences and skills that they've built now you know working with me i'll I'll hone in the top three or top five but ultimately what you can do is start by listing off every single every single thing you've done in your life that you've loved and why you've loved it you can start looking at oh what are my top five strengths or expertise that people admire me for what are the top five things that people ask me for advice about Uh, and then maybe even survey your friends and say hey guys you know i'm thinking about speaking about a topic and just say if you were to pay me to come into your company to speak about something what would that one thing be and when you gather that information you will actually have a whole bunch of things from which you can then start to curate and bucket and thread and see well you know based on this information what are the top three or five things that i could possibly talk and I, th- I think that's the first step, you know, because if you do your own analysis, get the assessment of other people and just put it out there, you, you can start gathering a lot of great information. That's why personal branding is so important, because it's really about investing in understanding who you are and, and that knowledge is going to help you in any aspect. But for speaking, it's the same thing. This is what I love about you, Bobby, is you make things sound so simple and you're enthusiastic (laughs) about them as well. You know, every time I watch your video, it's like, yeah, just get out there, just do it. And I absolutely love that. And I think in this day and age, sometimes we do worry and we do potentially procrastinate a little bit too much. Actually, sometimes it's kind of feeling that fear and just going for it anyway. Um, And seeing what happens, take some of these simple lessons that you've discussed there the other thing I think about too is what is the worst that can happen by exploring yourself? 
Like, it's not like I, I didn't say go up there and stand on stage and be naked and talk for 20 minutes. I didn't say that. <laughs> All I said was ask your friends who you care about and they care about you and they love you for information about yourself. That's all we're doing. Once you have that, then you'll start to see, because it's going to invalidate some of the stuff you want to talk about. It's going to validate the fact, oh, wow, yeah, I would love to hear you speak about this in my company. So it's a great process. And is that how, is that the process you go through when you're validating, you know, some of your new ideas? I watched a video of you with your lovely daughter and I thought that was just so gorgeous, actually. Really, really nice where she was chatting to the camera. When you have these new kind of Bobby ideas, you go to the family and say, hey, what do you think? And go to a trusted pool of, of friends to ask them their opinion. Well, not for those, those videos. I mean, you know, I, I create a lot of content, so I'm doing almost videos every day. So those ones, you know, I have a bucket of all these questions I've gotten over the years. So it's very easy, easy for me to create content. But for important ones, like, for example, my fifth TEDx talk, I went out and I actually crowdsourced with my Facebook friends on the title uh, twice. Uh, and then the idea of what I wanted to share. And, they, and, and by doing so, I actually got a lot of great information. And that's how I actually came up with the final title. Because at first it was about it was going to be about 20 second hugs. But then I didn't like that so much. and so. Uh, we we had different uh, versions, and finally the the vote that won was, could you change a person's life in twenty seconds? That's what it was. I love that one, and tell all <laughs> of our listeners a little bit about that because of, well, in fact, twenty seconds. Come on, tell us. Love to hear it. Well, well, the basic idea was, you know, I set the premise about the importance of connection and human touch in the world. And that's just a natural thing. The second thing I said was that you know we we hug each other all the time. Sometimes you know three seconds, sometimes one and a half seconds, sometimes as long as six seconds. But then I said, you know, when is the only time that we hug somebody for 20 seconds or longer? And, and in particular, someone who is not our intimate partners or our children or our parents. And it was actually at funerals during tragedy because humans need that 20 seconds or more of the of release, rejuvenation, support, all this kind of stuff. And then on top of that, there's tons of research that shows that 20 seconds or more will actually help in so many ways in terms of emotional and cognitive and behavioral function. That's really fantastic. So my idea was instead of waiting for a tragedy, what if we were to proactively hug someone for 20 seconds or longer? Because, you know, I, I've hugged thousands of people, you know, in my life, and I've probably hugged hundreds of people for six seconds. But the number of people I've hugged for 20 seconds or longer is I can probably count my fingers. So now, of course, you can't just randomly do that. <laughs> Because it's a very, it's an awkward thing and it's, 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 and there's consent and there's all these different things. So I said, but, so here's my process. You have to plan it. But if you can plan a proactive 20 second hug just to nurture and rejuvenate yourself every day, wouldn't that be amazing? And you know, that was my idea because I don't think anyone does this. I totally love that. And it's just, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling now because it makes me laugh, just the prospect of kind of going out into the street and, and kind of being like, hey, yeah. do you want a hug for 20 seconds? And seeing yeah. the reactions, because I'm sure, you know, there'd be people out there that would be thinking, oh my God, this person has absolutely lost the plot. Tell me about the 20 second hugs then. This is so hilarious and, and fascinating. Did you go out and kind of after the talk, then go and try and, um, you know, initiate some of the 20 second hugs? Well, to, to be honest, I didn't go after strangers. I actually went after my friends. I mean, it's more like I tried to find my friends. I said, look, any one of my friends want to try 20 second hugs? So one of my friends, she's like, yeah, let's do this. And, and actually it was funny <laughs> because she she thought it was great. And we had, we, but what, what was funny about this one was we had gone to hot yoga and then afterwards we're walking the street going for a coffee. 
And she's like, hey, you know, you, you talked about your 22nd hug. You're like, are we going to do one? I'm like, sure. When do you want to do that? She's like, how about right now? And so in the middle of this busy street, she's like, okay, let's do this. You're, you're okay. Consent. Okay, let's do it. And so, and what's funny is you're hugging and you're, you're holding each other for a long time. And, you know, and then about 10 seconds in, she's like, uh, are we allowed to talk? I'm like, yeah, we can talk. Like, <laughs> says you can't talk while you're hugging each other. It's like, oh, she's like, well, this is very nice. Like, kind of like, uh, I'm feeling very safe. And, and, uh, and the other thing that happens is that when you're hugging someone, eventually their shoulders kind of go down in a relaxed state. Like, and you feel that it's like okay, now we're we're into this thing, and I think we I think we ended up about thirty five seconds in. She's like, okay, well that was great, and you know how did you feel? She's like, uh, I I felt great. I want to do it again sometime. And, and so it was just a really interesting uh, experiment in the middle of the street. And people are watching us walking by, you know, and we're just hugging for a long time. <laughs> they may, they and they again they may think we're intimate partners because you know she's a woman, and uh, but uh, we're not. We're just friends. But uh, you know, it was really nice. I think I might go and try that actually. Yeah. Finally, a close friends. I hope there's no awkward moments. I love that. But you know what? I think actually you're completely right on a serious note, taking the time to ultimately have some of that personal contact and to, to strip back all the layers of everything that's going on in life, you know, any of the stresses and strains, you know, we all have obviously personal lives, issues, business, work, et cetera, et cetera. Actually, what you're really talking about is bringing it right back down to the pure bones of humanity and actually saying, do you know what, you know, we are we're all humans here at the end of the day, you know, let's share, share some love, really, I guess. And actually taking that amount of time, which 20 seconds in, in the modern world that we live in today, you know, it's kind of a yeah. swipe left, swipe right, you know, <laughs> click on this, click on that. You know, 20 seconds is quite a long time. And when you consider that, you know, the, that the attention span of the of an average person that has gone down from eight seconds down to three seconds. And is that just, true? Yeah, oh, it's a goodness. significant shift down. So in this new technology world, like a short message world is, is changing. So even investing 20 seconds, I mean, people, people talk about investing five minutes or 10 minutes a day in meditation in the morning, which is fantastic. Uh, but I'm just saying 20 seconds, can you just invest in that and, you know, better yourself and help someone else? That's also, that's about so to all of our listeners who are out there, either watching on YouTube or listening in on Apple or, or any of your other kind of favorite podcast apps, try and take 20 seconds either to switch off and meditate or to go and find someone to have a hug. Make sure you ask their permission first. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so there's no weirdness there. Yeah, um, and pick friends. You, know, you, don't, you don't want to go up to your boss or CEO. Try to go up to your friend. You know, yeah. Start with friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the CEO. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and moving on, so I've got quite a few questions to get through, and I can't believe we've actually been speaking yeah. already for let's think, do, you know, 50 Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's other let's questions. It. Talk to me about some of your inspirations. Because obviously, you know, you are an inspiration in your own right, and you are a thought leader in your own right. But, you know, for you, who's inspired you along the way? You know, talk to me about some of, you know, those little pearls of wisdom that you've experienced as you've been going throughout your career or people that you perhaps met along the way and thought, oh my goodness, do you know what, that's really, that's really, really inspired me. Sure. I find inspiration uh, every day from every interaction that I have. So just this morning, I had a coffee before I, I did this recording and, you know, I was inspired by the talk there. But when I look at people that really inspire me, um, different, different versions of people like uh, Brittany Brown definitely inspires me because of her talk on vulnerability and shame and owning it and you know and forgiving yourself i think that's just amazing uh, empathy these are things that i just extremely value i think are really important for us i admire i'm inspired by gary vaynerchuk because he 
talks about the hustle and he has a he's talked about kindness and having a big heart. Uh, he gives back a lot. Uh, he's also a, a major parenting advocate, something I, that I adhere to quite a bit. I'm inspired by my children, by their creativity and their, uh, you know, the, the way they look at life and uh, they're just game for anything and they love to learn. I just find that really amazing, the things they can do. Watch my son play violin, for example, just like I'm watching his fingers and I'm like, how does he do that? Like, wow. And I, I'm, I'm blown away. The guy, he's 10 and he can play this violin. The guy, he's been playing it since he was four, but like, it kind of blows my mind what he can do. So I'm inspired by him every day. And then, you know, finally, I'll say uh, one of the big inspirations I get was actually from my dad, who told me years ago, there is no tomorrow. What that means for me is two things. One is that, you know, start today what you want to do versus waiting for tomorrow for it to, to, to happen is one thing. And the second thing that it reminds me of, which is mindfulness, being in the moment. So right now here, I'm in the moment to try to help and serve you and your audience the best I can. In other situations, I'm trying to be as much the moment when I'm doing the 20-second hug or whether I'm at another client meeting to make sure I'm helping their concerns. Uh, when I'm doing a video, making sure that I'm addressing and helping the people, the people in my community who like my videos and like my pages and things like that. So that that mindfulness and, and is also very important to me in terms of everything that I do. I absolutely love that. I'm a big fan of, um, you know, meditation, mindfulness and Eckhart Tolle. Uh, you know, I think mm. he is, he's absolutely fantastic. And also Gary Vaynerchuk, who you mentioned. Um, it's funny, actually, because I was podcasting um, just last week with Dennis, who's worked for Gary directly. And, and he was saying all of the same things about giving back, about the big heart. I think that's so, so important. You know, especially, uh, you know, with today's kind of modern leader, so to speak, who kind of often does, I think, put purpose before profit and you know really does put that that piece around giving back and and personal you know kind of importance at the center of things before then going off and say furthering other commercial interests so completely concur with you on those pieces there i guess another couple of questions that i had just around the the piece that you mentioned before actually was vulnerability now i find this subject that it is incredibly incredibly interesting because traditionally leadership and vulnerability wouldn't necessarily have gone in the same sentence you know I think social media and this world that we live in has actually allowed that to be okay now I'm a massive fan of showing some of your authentic and more vulnerable self because I think it helps with the soul. And I think it also helps with others who want to be able to feel that connection with you and and vice versa. Tell me a little bit about your experiences around the vulnerable leadership piece. Well, I think that it's definitely a shift that a lot of uh, older people, authoritarian leaders are having trouble with. They felt they need to be perfect, you know, in front of their employees and not, uh, you know, behind the scenes, certainly they can vent about things, but it's changed. And I think the reason is because connection matters. In connection with your team, connection with your vice presidents, connection with your employees, connection with your customers. Showing vulnerability allows you to create a deeper connection with them, which creates a greater trust. You know, if uh, an authoritarian leader is just always one way in front of people, but it's different behind the scenes, there's not as much of a trust building that's there. And so I think people, and even cons- customers and consumers, are more going to trust someone uh, if they're willing to be vulnerable to show that, look, I'm human too. I have challenges. We all, because we all have challenges, health, family, whatever it might be. Uh, we all have challenges. So by doing so, you're creating a deeper connection. You're inviting a conversation uh, for them to share their struggles, which is what, which as a CEO, you want 
because you want to know what your employees or your senior leadership team or your users are struggling with because you want to hear that information. So uh, that, that's why it's a, it's a big shift for a lot of people, which is it's it's a slow it's slowly being adopted by particularly the younger generation, uh, millennials and, and younger. But also, I think some of the older people are also realizing it's important to do, and they're they're, they're shifting, they're changing. But I think I think we're going to get there, and uh, that's really why my work is so important to try to make sure that we embrace authentic vulnerability and realize that it's totally fine to be courageous. And this also includes things like mental health and being open to your mental health struggles or sharing your other challenges. I, you know, one of the videos I did on LinkedIn years a uh, year ago, which I still can't believe I did, was a mental health issue initiative. It was called Let's Get Honest. And I talked about my struggles with food and binging. And I never thought I would post a video on LinkedIn about this. But it got huge traction and people loved it. And they're like, wow, I never thought someone like you would talk about this stuff. But it's so important to have those conversations. I couldn't agree more. And since you've mentioned that, I'm going to share for the first time, oh God, ever actually, is that I've suffered with mental health, with depression and anxiety for many, many years. You know, a lot of it, I think, down to the ups and downs of business, the emotional roller coaster that one goes on when you care so much about something working. Because I actually saw that, I saw that video, um, you know, let's get honest. And I think it was a very, very brave thing of you to do to actually share that. Because whilst many of us, and you know, they say something like something like 30% of the population struggle with mental health issues and anxiety and depression and what have you actually and especially in British culture as well it's those kind of things that we just don't like to talk about we kind right. of we think about them we internalize them and we don't mention them you know that's kind of how it is this real honest raw account of yourself and others who are putting their voices out there about, you know, maybe the struggles that they've had with, with, with mental health and various issues around you know, eating sores or whatever it might be. You know, I think it's actually, it, it's very, very brave. And so, you know, I can see exactly why that video got so much traction, Bobby. You know, I thought it was excellent. Thanks. And, I, and again, I don't do it very often, but I think it's important to encourage people to share this stuff. And because the more, the more of us that we share this, the more likely we're going to, you know, have other people feel confident about sharing. And, you know, after those types of videos go out, I get a lot of people who comment publicly, but then I get lots of private messages, people saying, you know, I'm so glad you talked about this. I really appreciate that. And I think that's a, it's important for us to do that. Absolutely. Well, you've inspired me to share that. That's the first time I've ever shared that. And I think it takes a brave voice or, or many who are out there and other listeners who are out there thinking, you know, do you know, I've shared something like that before, you know, do it. Because actually, really, it really helps. It's a very difficult thing, you know, Bobby, to, to internalize something and not be able to share it. Because coming back to your many very valuable points that you discussed, we are all humans by nature. And we need that sense of comfort. We need that sense of belonging. We need that purpose in our lives to feel this fulfillment thank you so much for sharing that you know just a couple of other quick questions i have because you know honestly i could i could chat you all day about this stuff and i'm sure that we'll have another chat offline as well but just a few more things i wanted to ask but um you know i'm sure our listeners may also um you know be keen to know as well what are some of your final kind of top tips before i kind of go into kind of summarizing you know the conversation and the learnings from today any top tips that you can give any aspiring leaders out there who who are embarking on their career or considering a career change perhaps and also any other calls of wisdom that, that you can share with us before we wrap up well i mean uh, no matter what aspect of your career you're in 
the number one thing you need to understand is that you have to invest in yourself. So your company's not going to look out for you. Like they will to a certain point, but you have to look out for yourself. So number one, invest in yourself. And that means dive in your personal brand, know exactly what your values are, know what you stand for, know what you care about. Do everything you can to align your career path to something you love. Don't just follow a path of success defined by other people. Don't just, you know, do what society says or what your boss says. Know yourself and empower yourself to forge a path that makes more sense for you, that's more aligned, that's more fulfilling. And ultimately, it's going to be more impactful. So to me, that's the biggest thing. Invest in yourself and understand who you are and forge a path for yourself. That, that is the number one thing at every single time. And the second thing I'll say is that in doing so, no matter what stage you are, you have to be mindful of the narratives you're creating for yourself. And you should always be monitoring exactly where you are. Because even two years into something that you truly, truly love, after done doing your brand may not fit anymore. And so have you done, have you monitored your progress and how are you feeling two years later? Because maybe it's not fitting anymore. So you have to continually be monitoring this and understanding what, what is going on uh, with uh, how you feel. And then the third thing I'll say is that it's important for every single person out there to invest in building a thought leadership brand on themselves. And that comes from three main ways. One is creating content and generating new ideas. Another one is working on your speaking and writing skills. So by blogging, speaking, doing videos. And the third one is continuing to network, building deep relationships and broad relationships. And if you do those things on a consistent basis and put it out there, then you're going to be seen more as a thought leader in your field, no matter what it may be. I think go. that's some fantastic advice. And Bobby, how can we contact you? If we would like to, of course, you know, it's LinkedIn and everything like that. But if you just let us know your website, what I'll do is I'll put that all into the show notes at the end of the episode today when it airs. And so anyone can can obviously go on there and click through and, and get hold of you. Sure. So uh, my website is rayallen.com and that's for all speaking and speaker mastermind type stuff. Uh, my Patreon page, I'll send that as well. That's for all career development stuff. And then, of course, on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Twitter, my handle is Rehan Bobby. So that's pretty much the best place to get in touch. Before I thank you very much for coming on the show, I just wanted to quickly summarize. And there's so many different things. You've, you know, you've got my brain rattling around now thinking about all these different things, you know, that I feel I've learned from today. But first of all, for everyone who's out there thinking, oh, my goodness, 20 second hugs, at least take 20 seconds, 20 seconds from your day is all Bobby and I are asking you to do just to take a little bit of time for yourself and actually maybe be mindful if you feel brave which I encourage you to do so go and ask permission first but um, see if there's anyone you can embrace in your 20 second hug because actually we are all humans at the end of the day and, and really kind of taking that time to kind of appreciate one another and really really value ourselves is, is incredibly important we covered vulnerability today if you are kind of having or having these struggles around mental health or, or you've got some things you want to talk about find someone that you trust or find someone in the workplace you know reach out reach out to either of us and talk because if you share it makes things so so much better really embrace the, the giving back piece as well i think that's very very important being here to serve and help i believe is why we were put on this planet so that also um is key and finally just to summarize what what bobby said there which really really wise words of wisdom really invest in building your thought leadership platform consider how you might be able to embark on learning about how to speak and create
creating that content as well that you can get your message out there into the world. And finally, really do invest some time in networking. Emotional intelligence and networking, what I truly believe is a number of the most critical things that business leaders of the future can do. And so if you can really spend some time, even if it's just, you know, a couple of minutes a day, really just thinking about that, I think you'll be very pleased with the results. And of course, you can get hold of Bobby via his LinkedIn page or any of his social media handles. I'll make sure I put those into the show notes as well. And at the end of this episode, you can visit www.laylamckenzie.com forward slash podcast. And you can also come and visit us at our YouTube channel. Our new business is launching very soon, which Bobby, I'd love to speak to you about. Dial Global stands for Diverse, Inclusive, Aspirational Leaders. Um, And we're going global as well, coming to America and going to China as well, and London, of course. So we'll chat to you about that very soon, Bobby. But thank you so, so much for being with us today. My pleasure. My name is Leila McKenzie, and you've been listening to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the podcast, with you every fortnight and soon to be every week, actually. Look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care now. Bye.